Welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast, happening right here, right now. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Seed, Furman Horse coming back at you, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Premiere week is almost over, but that doesn't mean the wrestling has to stop. No, it doesn't. We're going to talk a lot about what's going to happen tonight, including WWE's Hell in a Cell taking place live on the WWE Network and also live on pay-per-view when you guys get an opportunity. We're also going to talk about who won this week. We're going to talk about the NXT versus AEW Wednesday Night War. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Friday Night SmackDown and how that went down. Who won the Wednesday Night War and who won the war overall this week? And there's a lot of things we got to cover and everything else like that. So, guys, tune in. We are ready. And we've got we've got a few things we're going to talk about. And uh, the first thing we got to do is uh, I like to... And I've done this many times before, whenever something goes goes wrong and everything else like that, I must apologize. I must apologize to everyone because a couple of days ago, I was trying to post a few things. I think it was last week on Monday Night Raw. I was trying to post a couple of things. I couldn't post enough and, and, and show enough on my um, main events on Facebook page because... Um, you know how your phone's all messed up and you look at it, it's all screened and all cracked and everything. And it's not like it, it, the screen's cracked, but you know you can still mess with it. You can go, you know, s- you know, scroll up and down and all that other stuff. That's good. And then it finally decides to mess up on you the next day. Like you keep trying to move here. You're trying to like a post here. You're trying to post another thing here. You know, you're going through all this stuff and it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And I, and I knew right away I was going to get me another phone. I mean, it was... It was no question about it. I was looking around through a lot of things. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to get. Well, even though I got me a phone now, which I'll get to in a minute, I'm actually going to try and work on getting my hands on an iPad. I'm, I'm looking to do that just because I need something that's going to help me, you know, get the podcast up and running. And all, you know, well, even though the podcast is up and running right now, I need to make it more. Uh, I, I guess professional or make it look decent and make it look nice. You know, that's what I was trying to do because, you know, when, you know, you've done podcasts on your own phone, you feel a need to just, you know, break away from it and try something a little bit different, you know, try something that's going to get the audience to listen to you, like you and everything else like that. So you got to have a different device, you know, but anyways, to move on with my phone, I was having so much trouble with it. There was no way for me to get it fixed. And I, and I was going to go ahead and just get myself one of those regular type free phones. Which, by the way, you know, I and this is the thing I get pissed off about. Especially when it comes to the promotion of free phones. Here's the thing, guys. I have always, I've always thought when certain items are free, they are actually free. Okay? They're not, you don't pay a certain price. But when you actually get a free phone, you pay a price, okay? That's how it fucking goes. I hate that. I hate that shit. You advertise that, hey, guys, we're giving away free phones. You give away free phones. Simple as that. You don't go ahead and decide you're going to pay a $25 activation fee. There's a fee for for Mexico. There's a fee for Canada. There's a fee for the United States. Stuff, 25 cents, whatever, comes out to $2,000. What the fuck? I thought it was a free phone. My God. So, I went ahead and I asked around because I was going to try and get me a phone um, yesterday, or actually on Friday, you know. And uh, luckily, I ran into a friend of mine uh, that I work with and everything else like that. He helped me. He knew what I wanted. 
and he, uh, I asked him if he had any phones in particular he wanted to part ways with. He had one he was going to get rid of, and it was going to be, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what it is, it's an iPhone 7, because I had an iPhone 6 previously, and I know that I'm a, I know that I'm a little bit downgraded because I'm getting an iPhone 7, but it's, it's pretty much an upgrade for me because I've had the 6 for a while, and I wanted to go up to a 7 anyway, or maybe an 8, you know, just to kind of, you know, catch up. I, I, I would have loved to have got myself the iPhone 11, but it's too much, it's way too expensive, and it's still a better phone than any phone out there. I don't, every, 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 and this is the truth, this is coming from me, this is coming from me. To all of you iPhone addicts, you guys have got yourself the best phone on the planet. Everyone else that has the Samsungs and all that, those are decent phones, but let's be honest, and let's talk about, and let's call it like we see it, ladies and gentlemen, it is a replica of the fucking iPhone. That's what it is, okay? Nobody can tell me straight up, hey, Furman, this phone is way fucking better because of the fact that it has a pen. Oh, it has a pen. Oh, brilliant. Nice. Original. Great. It's still not better than iPhone. That's just me, okay? But nonetheless... I went ahead and got myself an iPhone 7 and everything. And I, you know, it, it, it's an iPhone Plus. That's that's what's even better. It has a lot of more memory and everything's on it. And gives me an opportunity to do all sorts of different stuff on it. I was messing with the phone uh, last night. And I got to admit, I love this phone. I really do. And, anytime, and anybody would love a phone, especially when it's been... A long time since you've had a phone and this one's a pretty bigger phone it's nice it's decent it's just right and I dig it you know I dig it a whole lot so thank you very much and and hopefully this phone don't mess up on me that much I mean you know have myself a little drink here sweet tea sweet tea with a splash of lemonade that shit's fucking awesome I dig that but nonetheless, now that the phone is in my possession, I could not post anything on my Facebook and I could not post anything on my main event talk Facebook page. So as of yesterday, now I'm back on and now we're going to reveal a lot of shit that's gonna, that went down. And I got to tell you guys, I'm excited as a wrestling fan because the Wednesday Night Wars and everything, Friday Night Smackdown returns and everything, it just seems so bad. And Hell in a Cell coming up Sunday, and even though they only had a couple of matches posted, I mean, you're still excited. You're still excited no matter what. It's still a fucking shit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into what we need to talk about, because we're going to get right into it, a couple of birthday shout-outs this week. We're going to talk, uh, happy birthday goes out to a, a good friend of mine, and a good friend of my brother's. His name is Larry. Larry, if you're listening to this, first First of all, I want to tell you congratulations on you being married. I think you were married, what, last week, two weeks ago and everything else like that? Yes. And and somewhere my brother right now is probably pissed off and said, hey, come back home, man. You know? <laughs> happy birthday to you, Larry. And also happy birthday to a longtime best friend of my, a uh, longtime friend, well, okay, best friend, friend of <laughs> mine. Happy birthday to a longtime friend of mine uh, I've known since Fannin Elementary School. Adrian Rodriguez, what's going on, my man? Oh, by the way, go Cowboys, okay? Oh, and, and let me get this out as well. And a big shout-out. It's not his birthday. His birthday was a couple of, a couple of months back. I want to talk to Dave, not Dave Chappelle, I'm sorry. I'm t- I want to talk about Jonathan Chappelle. I want to talk about John Because I saw something, if you're listening to this podcast, Jonathan, hello, what's going on, how's everything? I saw something this morning. I woke up. I woke up just a little bit hungover, not too much. I woke up, I saw something very, very funny on Facebook. Yes, I was on I was on my way to go take care of some stuff before I wanted to do this podcast. And then 
I saw this video. I saw this video. Uh, I think his uh, his girlfriend, Michelle, had posted. Hello, Michelle. What's going on? How's everything? Posted this video out. And it's it's some guy dressed up in a Green Bay Packers mask with a Green Bay Packers flag of some kind. Walking around and it looks like he's getting ready for the game tonight between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. And, well, who was it? Well, it was none other than Jonathan Chappelle coming out as Juan Rogers. Not Aaron Rodgers, Juan Rodgers, and there's a reason why. Because he's got this Green Bay Packers mask, right? And you know how you see wrestler's mask and everything else like that, how it's sacred and everything else like that. Well, him, he wears a Green Bay Packers mask. Like, you know, like a Mexican. And the first thing that came to my head was, hey, I just I just realized, your Aaron Rodgers' cousin, Mexican cousin, Juan Rodgers, orale, right there. Oh, God. I was like, oh, dear God. Why is Jonathan doing this? He's waking every Dallas Cowboy fan out there. And, 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 and keep in mind, uh, Jonathan lives right down my street, okay? Not, not down the street exactly, but if you go over here on Nicholson Street and then you head all the way down to Castores, I think he lives somewhere by, by Fan Elementary School. He lives right down there. I could, I, I could practically take my bike and go all the way down there and everything else like that. But keep in mind, Jonathan, understand the formalities of the situation that's been brought upon you. You are in Yes, you're a Green Bay Packers fan. We understand that. We know Aaron Rodgers is the is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's no Brett Favre, but it'll have to do. But that that's just, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But anyways, Jonathan, understand this, my friend. You are in Cowboy territory. Yes, you are. You're Dallas Cowboy territory. And understand this. It doesn't matter how great Aaron Rodgers is. He's great. He's good at what he does. But Dak Prescott is the future. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the business today, and he's going to do what he can. And let, yeah, okay, and let's talk. Let's not talk about the fact that yes, I know that the Cowboys lost to the Saints. Okay, it was going to be a breeze last week, but it was a cheat. That's what happened. Okay, Dallas lost because the Saints cheat. That's it. That's it. But tonight, today is a different story. Today is a different story. Because while the Green Bay Packers, and and this is a big shout out, not just to Jonathan, but also to another guy who's also another good drummer in his own right. I'm talking about Aaron, uh, I can't even, uh, Olivia? Olivia? I I can't even spell it. The point is, Aaron, Jonathan, and to every Green Bay Packer fan out there, you're going up against myself, the best drummer on the planet, John Luna. Homestar Runner, Mark Anthony Badoja, Adrian, Adrian Rodriguez, and every single Dallas Cowboy fan that's listening to this podcast right now saying that the Green Bay Packers are going down, okay? It doesn't matter. They're going all the way the fuck down. And at the end of the day, and, and oh, and, and let's, let me also bring up one little thing before we move on to what we need to talk about. One thing, and despite the fact that he is not with the Dallas Cowboys anymore, Des Bryan did catch that fucking ball. Yes, he did. I know. He was there. (laughs) Nonetheless, good luck to Green Bay. Good luck to the Dallas Cowboys. And the main event player cannot wait to check out that game in just a few moments. Okay. And also, oh, and also we need to, I need to debate this one other thing. So the main event decided last night, I I did not want to go to Theo's. I did not want to originally, but then I thought, I don't want to be home. I'm bored half to death. I got this phone. I uh, got this phone in my hand, and all I wanted to do was go out. I've got money. I could go. I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to spend all my money, but I want to go ahead and you know, 
do what I have to do. And I thought, okay, screw it. We'll go to Theo's tonight. And also, there was going to be some UFC action happening. There was going to be some boxing and everything else like that. And who's the first person I always think about when I want to go to Theo's? Hector, my good friend, Homestar Runner. I think of him every single time when I want to go to Theo's. And I know, I know some people probably think, why don't you call, think about me? Think about me. Can you pick me up? Well, exactly. <laughs> I think of Homestar all the time because, you know, I, I just want to drink with him, hang with him and everything else like that. I, I don't mind hanging out. I wouldn't mind hanging out with Mark Anthony, my best friend, Mark Anthony Montoya. I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind. I, I've actually thought about, you know, wanting to go down the street and talk to Matt Gongora. You know, just to see what he's doing, because I know, he, you know, there have been a few times if he asked me if I wanted to go out tonight and everything else like that. But anyways, I went ahead and went over to Theo's last night uh, at Richard's Billiards. I'm sorry. It's, it's still tough getting used to the name, but I got to advertise it and everything else like that. Went over to Richard's last night. Great, great night. It was not that big of a packed house, but then probably within an hour later, all of a sudden it started getting packed. A lot of people started showing up and everything, which is good, which is very, very good. Uh, saw some great boxing action. Saw some great UFC action. I know a lot of people are prepared for the Dallas Cowboy versus Green Bay Packers game and everything. Some people were talking about it. And then I ran into I ran into a couple of other friends, um, including from. Uh, and if anybody remembers the band This Dying Dream, and uh, you know I know him quite well, and I think he was part of Laoric as well. I could be wrong. Joseph, um, the singer for that band, was actually there. And I had not seen him in a long, long time. It was good seeing him. You know, he he was one of the guys that mentioned the podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, he actually heard it. And there's a few other people that have actually heard the podcast because some have been interested as to what this is about and everything else like that. And I'm glad for that. I'm, I'm glad that some people are listening to this because, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not just talking wrestling. I'm talking a lot of other stuff as well, including my, my, uh, my bar, Richard's Billiards. I mean, what, a, what other podcasts you can talk about sports all you want to. You can talk about statistics and politics and everything else like that. But what other podcasts you know that talks about things that are actually happening as opposed to everything that's fucked up? <laughs> There's a big difference. But anyways, it was good seeing Joseph. Big, big shout out to you, my friend. Uh, hope you're doing okay and everything else. I think I met his wife. His wife and his um, sister-in-law and a few other people over there. It was good being over there t- um, last night, having a few drinks and everything else like that. The staff is pretty badass. Howard, the bartender, is looking good. He's, he's doing everything in his power to take Bruce's place. But I, <coughs> personally to me, I think he'll take the spot. Courtney looks beautiful. She's absolutely gorgeous. I dig her. You know, and 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 there's a couple reasons why you'll 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 see. I mean, if it, if you go to if you go to Richard's Billiards, and if you see a gorgeous looking woman, and her name is Courtney, you'll you'll ask her by her name. Trust me. You know, she's absolutely gorgeous. Erica was behind the bar as well, and uh, of course there was a. The waitresses were over there. You know, looking gorgeous. There was one waitress I was looking for in particular that was not there. But, um, you know, I'm not sure what happened to her. But either, either she was fired or she doesn't work till the next day. But we'll, we'll see. But anyways. I, oh, and I got to give props to uh, Richard for this one. Because, uh, and I've seen this a lot on Facebook. And Richard, if you're listening to this, I'm glad that you did this one part. And I saw this on, on the uh, Facebook page. I've, I've seen, uh, I think, Bricks. Um, it used to be known as... Um, Izzy's and everything else like that. They have been posting pics of beautiful women uh, displayed and you know saying to come over to the bar and everything else like that. And and I I always thought that 
Theo should do, Richard should do the same thing, you know, get a couple of beautiful women and, you know, display them on, on the Facebook page and get everybody to show up. When I saw that, I saw a picture of Vanessa and uh, I forgot who the, uh, and I apologize because I, I've seen her a few times over at, the, uh, at Richard's, but I've never met her. And maybe when she gets around and meeting me, trust me, I mean, she'll know. But anyways, it was good that I saw that pic because now it makes me realize they need to do more of that. They don't need to do it all the time. They just need to do it on a few occasions when there's big events happening or if they need to spice up things over at Richard's Bar. So to Richard, uh, to Richard, you know, the owner of Richard's Billiards and also I call him Richard Graves. And the reason, and the reason, some people are wondering why I call him that. He looks exactly like Corey Graves. You know, Corey Graves from SmackDown. Uh, great announcer, heelish announcer, my dad. Got all sorts of tattoos and hair scenes and everything else like that. It's pretty much like, like looking at Richard. You look at Richard closely, he looks exactly like Corey Graves, you know? So I kind of look at it as, you know, you know, Richard being, you know, uh, the the li- the living rock star that he is, and and I call him that. He I I also like to and and, and I I've decided I've added this years ago, and I'm gonna add this right now. I call Richard Corey uh, Richard Graves, but now I I think and most women can dig this. I like to call him the sexy assassin. Yes, I I I like to call him that because think about this. A lot of women dig him. I don't care who you are. You can, and, and this is the truth, you can bullshit me and tell me, hey, Richard ain't that sexy. Fuck you! You will jump on Richard's bones like you wouldn't believe, like a crazed fucking dog. I'm telling you that right now. Richard is, he's a good looking man, cool dude. Um, and like I said, he looks like Richard, he looks like Corey Graves. That's why I call him that. And, you know, that's why I call other people by certain names and everything else like that. But nonetheless, to Richard, um, a fantastic job on the Facebook page. And um, you can do more of that and everything, you know, just to draw people's attention. And um, also to let you guys know, uh, Richard's uh, Billiards Facebook page is at 215 likes, I think. And we got to get some more likes on that as soon as possible. So if you're hearing this podcast right now in the Corpus Christi area, if you want to like, uh, if you want to like this bar in every way possible, all you got to do is go to Facebook.com/slash at Richards Billiards and like their page and tell them that the Main Event Talk podcast sent you. Okay, and it, and it is my bar. It is my place. No matter what, I dig it. I cannot. And and I'm not saying that every bar across sucks. There are just a couple that have pissed me off before. I'm not going to mention who. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. But nonetheless, big shout out to Richard. Big shout out to Richard's Billings and everything else like that. Hopefully, I may come back next week. I haven't decided yet. But nonetheless, if I do, I do. And also, there's a few events that are going to be taking place over at Richard's Billings in the next couple of weeks, including one event that's going to happen around uh, around Halloween weekend, I think. Uh, I have not, I've read through some of the posts and everything, and if you guys have, if you guys got nothing to do on Halloween, I suggest you go over to Richard's Billiards that week, alright, so, trust me, you're gonna like it, and now, now, let me, let me, uh, I went through so many things today, I haven't even been able to discuss what I was gonna discuss, so I am at, uh, Richard's Billiards, I'm chilling out, drinking a beer, having myself a good time, taking a few shots and everything, by the way, and, uh, guys, I'm, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, I I went to the jukebox, right? And let me tell you something, guys. Um, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. 
You want to know what the mistake is, guys? Let me tell you what the mistake is. The mistake is I go over to the fucking jukebox. I go over to the jukebox, and usually when I go to the jukebox, I run the fucking show no matter what. As it turns out, I couldn't. Because I put $10. I put $10 in the fucking jukebox. And usually, I would have to hear something. But I didn't hear a damn thing all night. I've heard some metal songs, but not a whole lot. I heard some rap songs, but not a whole lot. I kept hearing the same damn fucking thing over and over. Don't get me wrong. I like country. I don't mind it. Sometimes I think country is not really country because country sounds like rap. Think about it. And it just drives me fucking nuts. But you know what? Something, something did make up for it. But all I can say is, regardless, yes, I'm doing a thing for Richard. I'm doing a thing for Theo's Billiard. Richard's Billiards. Yes, I put in $10, but everyone else has put their money in too. So as far as I'm concerned, that made up for the whole shit. You know? And uh, what in the world? Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I was just... Um, yeah, I was just admiring the view outside. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I, while I was over there, I went ahead and I was going through Homestar Runner's um, uh, Instagram. His, uh, Hector's Instagram. I checked it out and uh, he was uh, practicing with a few of his friends. A few of our good friends to be exact. And uh, I think they mentioned something about they wanted to do something. They were bored or something like that. And I told them come to Richard's Billiards and bring them all. And I, I think I said that on his um, Instagram. When I said it, all of a sudden, I would say about an hour later, all of a sudden, I turn around. I see Hector coming by here. I see Frank. I see, I was oh, fuck. They're all here. <laughs> uh, Homestar Runner was there. Frank was there. The best drummer on the planet, John Luna, was there. Ruben was there as well. It was so... Oh, I felt better. Because even though I couldn't hear my fucking music, I couldn't. And, and most of it involved WWE theme songs, but that's a different story, okay? I saw them. It was good seeing them. Uh, we're out there drinking, having a good time and everything else like that at Richard's Billiards. But there's some. there's one thing I need to talk about because now we need to re... We need to get into what we need to talk about. Before I get into what I need to talk about as far as the Wednesday Night Wars go, I must mention one thing. There was an argument about the whole thing involving John Luna, the best drummer on the planet, and another great drummer in my view, Renee Hernandez. Now, let me talk about this. And let me get this out of the way and let's put let's squash all this to rest. Now, a long time ago, Renee Hernandez was considered one of the greatest drum, one of the best drummers of all time. He was, he was badass. I mean, most of his influences were from, like, like, say, Dave Lombardo. And Dave Lombardo was a badass drummer. You can't help it. And no doubt, no doubt John Luna's influence was Dave Lombardo, okay? And the thing that I'm looking at is Renee was a badass drummer back in the days of Abrasion. He was a badass drummer in Free State, too. And, and the thing is, yes, he also went from being a drummer to being a guitar player. He went from everything. But nobody, nobody knows him a whole lot better than Hector. Hector knows him way better than I do. I just look at this as a drumming perspective. But Renee has not been drumming in a long, long time. I know he, um, I think he plays guitar and he sings, he does that. And this is, this is me saying this, and it's true, and everybody can agree upon this, and I know John Luna can agree upon this too. If Renee were to start playing drums now against... Drum, playing drums against John Luna, I guarantee you, John Luna would wipe the floor with Renee. I'm sorry. I mean, and that's the point I was trying to get across, okay? And I'm not saying that Renee is better than, than the John Luna now. 
Now, if if John Luna were to face the Renee of, say, 2003, it would be, I would say, an even spot. It would be an even spot. I'm not saying that that John Luna's going to suck and he can't compete against Renee. No, no, no. I'm looking at it as an even playing field. And also, and, and let, me, let me also get this out as well. Because much like John Luna, Renee has done the same, same trademark. Think, think about this. Renee practically, you know, I remember seeing him play the drums every single week, practice with Hector every single week and everything. Luna's doing the same thing. Luna does the same exact thing. And he does post it on YouTube and he does post it on Instagram and everything. And I've seen what he does. And this is why I call John Luna the best drummer on the planet. I don't mark him that because it's a marketing idea. I mark him that because it's true. John Luna is good at what he does. He posts a lot of shit. I even saw, uh, I think it was on Facebook, uh, this badass uh, drumming spot. And I think it took place over in Austin where I see Luna on the drums doing what he does best and everything. He was badass. He's badass no matter what. Okay? Now, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, if the John Luna, if John Luna now took on Renee, now Luna would win. Simple as that. Now in 2003, if it was John Luna playing that time against Renee Hernandez playing at that time, it would be an even playing field. It would be an even playing field. And I look at it as a good way to make both guys competitive, especially John Luna, because he can be very competitive. And also the fact, and you got other drummers as well. I mean, let's not leave, let's not leave out Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, Adan Mania. He's, he's a good drummer too. He's a very good drummer. Let's also not leave out a, a Green Bay Packer fan in Aaron. Yes, Aaron, what's going on? How are you? He's a good drummer too. And if I wanted to, and if Richard wanted to too, we could go ahead and have ourselves a triple threat drum off between John Luna, Adan Pena, and Aaron. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's make it a four-way. Let's have Renee show up on drums as well. And we can have ourselves a fatal four-way drum off. That would be the fucking shit right there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine every single headbanger, every single drummer, every single musician wanting to come over to Theo's and wanting to see this either on pay-per-view or on Facebook Watch or on YouTube or anything else like that and the main event be hosting the fucking thing. And who will I be rooting for? I would be rooting for the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, because I can and I want to. That's how it fucking goes. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and this is much like when the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the living shit out of the Green Bay Packers, John Luna, the best drummer on the planet, is going to beat the shit out of all three of them and lay the smackdown on all their candy asses. So, to debate this, John Luna is the best drummer on the planet and he can beat Renee. End of story. <laughs> Oh, God, I got to get that out of the way. What's up, Don John Luna? How's it going? Now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of getting ass kicked, let's get into the Wednesday Night Wars. Let's get into what we need to talk about. NXT versus AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, as I sip on my sweet tea and lemonade, the war was great. 
I didn't get a chance to see everything until the following day. I saw the NXT one. Very good. Very decent. I saw the AEW one. Very good. Very decent. But as I stated on the Main Event Talk podcast, I said that AEW would win over NXT. Now, everyone has their statistics. Everyone has their their reasons and everything else like that. Everyone is saying that the announcing team is better than the announcing team at AEW of Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, and JR was better than Nigel McGuinness, Moraldo M- M- Minaldo, I can't, I can't even spell that right, and Beth Phoenix. It was better than them, right? They're also saying that the television production of AEW was superior than NXT and vice versa and everything else like that. So, everyone's looking at all of these matches. Everyone's looking at all of these things that happen. Now, everyone can say that NXT is better than AEW. Everyone else can say that AEW is better than NXT. But it comes down to one thing. One thing, ladies and gentlemen. You can look at the television productions... You can, look at the, you can look at the settings, you can look at the announced team, you can look at however you want. However you want. But I called it and I said the reason why AEW will win over NXT is because of the debut. That's what it is, the debut. And I saw the ratings. I saw how it looked. AEW was a, AEW was a little bit more than NXT. Was that a surprise to me? No, it wasn't. Let me explain why. Because AEW, besides it being the debut, few factors come into mind. First of all, the John Moxley factor. Him coming out as a big surprise. Wow, I loved that. And then John, and then Jack Swagger, or Jack Hager. Big surprise on that one as well, because um, first of all, it wasn't a surprise that he was coming. Others... Thought of it, it was a surprise, and that was good because that kind of tells me, okay, they have no clue, have no, no idea. Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes, let me tell you something. Uh, I was there several years ago when these two actually faced off against each other at the Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance. Um, and uh, I know uh, myself was there, Hector was there, Adrian was there. We saw the match, it was badass. And Sammy was the future, as far as I'm concerned, and he's pretty much the future now. I dig him because he did everything he could for Cody in the beginning. But at the end, when he showed up, he turned heel instantly, and I dig that. Fuck yeah. Sammy Guevara is the future. Do you hear me? Sammy Guevara is the fucking future. And that guy is going to make himself a huge, huge name for himself. Not just in AEW, but in all of professional wrestling. I dig that. Uh, the women's match, I'm going to say it absolutely fucking sucked. You want to know why? Rio, it's no surprise now as to how she won. Here's how she won. It wasn't because of talent. It wasn't because of cheating. It was because of who she was associated with. Because I put two and two together. You see, I heard the story about Rio, and I heard about how she started wrestling when she was nine years old and then I was looking back at something and then something occurred to me I wonder I'm, I was thinking myself wait a minute in Japan nine-year-old girl I was thinking back to one person 
And then all of a sudden, at the end of the match, that one person showed up, and that person was Kenny Omega. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, that's you telling me this is the same fucking girl that got her ass kicked at the hands of Kenny Omega? This is the shit that everyone's been talking about. It, 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 it's not a surprise to me that she became champion because there had to have been a reason for it. And the reason was the fact that she was associated with Kenny Omega. Personally, to me, I wanted Nyla Rose to win for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, because of her gender. I think, I think there's, that needs to not only be exposed to the world. Everyone has been talking about her being a trans and everything else like that. I don't see that as a problem. I see it as controversy. I see it as money. I see it as everything else like that. Put that story, put that story out for everybody to listen to. No, you go ahead and you decide to put Rio in front and make her become the champion. That's ridiculous. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, hey, Rio, she's good. She's, you know, she's a great athlete. I just do not like the fact that she became champion then. A couple of months down the road, maybe. I wanted Nyla to win because she was dominant. Because she had, uh, I think she had better talent as far as I'm concerned. And a heel champion is better than a face champion. That's the truth. And also the sad part about it is the only reason why she's champion is because of her association with Kenny Omega. Yes, that is the truth. Now, let's look at something else here. The surprise tag team matchup. Uh, Everyone... I already knew right away what was about to go down. Um, I heard LAX was going to be... Well, we can't call them LAX and LAX anymore because that's pretty much the trademark for Impact Wrestling. Um, I knew that San, uh, San, Santos and Ortiz were going to be a part with Chris Jericho along, you know, against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That was not a surprise. I kind of saw that coming about two weeks ago, I think. kind of saw it coming after watching uh, the all-out pay-per-view. It was great. It was very good. But overall, I mean, AEW's every, AE, sorry, AEW's match, matches, their superstars, everyone that was involved, it was good. It was very, very good. I digged it. And I also said, and I quote, that this is going to be the point where people are going to start watching this a little bit more because it's the debut. Now, next week will be a different story. Next week will be a different story. I don't expect AEW to be number one every day, every single week. It's not like WCW and the WWE a long time ago. That was a totally, totally different perspective as opposed to this one. Now, NXT. NXT. The matchup with Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. Awesome match. Awesome. I digged it. It was a great, great matchup. And Matt Riddle shows that he is a damn good player. And he is going to be a main event talent player very, very soon. And he's already starting to become that. And all I can say is quite simple. Even though the fact that Adam Cole won his matchup against Matt Riddle, I see a future takeover match between Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. I see it. it it's got to happen. Matt Riddle deserves it. I know there's some people that are still critical of him. I'm, I'm saying, hey, he's a main event player. He's got it. He's got what it takes. And then the surprise appearance of Finn Balor. And Finn Balor. And I am surprised, but at the same time, I'm glad. Because 
Finn Balor is NXT. And to me personally, eh, I think he needs to go back. I think not because he needs to start all over. I think the fact that he I don't think he should be in the main roster at you know, because when you think about it, he was universal champion and he was the Intercontinental Champion. That's that's the only titles he's really held on to in the past couple of years. And for him to go back to NXT, hey, I dig it. I dig it a whole lot, you know? Still sipping up a sweet tea right now. Uh, there's a couple of other matches. Um, what took place? Uh, I know the appearance of the Velveteen Dream took place. I also saw... What What else did I see? Uh, I saw the women's matchup. There were two women's matchup. Io Shirai and... Um, who was the other one? Uh, Candice LeRae, I think. I think that's who. No, no, no. It was Mia Yim. I'm sorry. Mia Yim. Um, another good matchup. And uh, I pretty much knew that Io Shirai was going to win that matchup just like that. You know, because I'm starting to see a good momentum happening with her and everything, and to me, it's only going to be a matter of time before she gets right back in the title picture. Only a matter of time. She won her matchup against Mia Yim. Great. Awesome. Dig it. Uh, let's see. I remember... Oh, there's also another another one I remember. Uh, Pete Dunne against... Um, Danny Birch. There we go. <coughs> a great, great matchup right here. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to suspense with the formalities. Uh, Pete Dunn won won the match. It was a very, very physical matchup, and I, and I know there were some people that were complaining. You know who's the heel and who's the bad guy. I don't give a flying fuck. I wanted to see a fight. You know, it doesn't matter who's a heel or whatever. If you turn heel at the end of the matchup, then we'll know. But in the meantime, I wanted to see a good wrestling match, a good fight, and that's exactly what I got. And then, after that matchup was over, I saw something that I am so glad happened, and that is the appearance. Of the man formerly known as Punishment Martinez. You know him quite well as Damien Priest. And my God, I'm so glad that dude came up. Because I said the future is with him and he is going to be a big time star. And for him to go after Pete Dunne, hey, you're doing good. I dig it and I love this guy. You guys have got to follow Damien Priest. He's fucking awesome. I dig him. He looks, he, you know, he looks like a little bit. If John Luna had longer hair, that's what he looked like right there with bigger muscles and everything. (laughs) Damien Priest, you got to check him out. Now, the Street Profits against the Undisputed Era, and uh, Wally was there. Wally was there, which was good. He uh, brought him down to the ring, you know, rap and everything else like that. That was cool. By the way, and I'm going to say this because I can, I I think the Street Profits are way better than Private Party. And if you also think about this very, very closely, Private Party being an AEW. Private Party reminds me a lot like the Street Profits. The Street Profits, you know, I look at them, it's like, wait a minute. Didn't I see these guys in AEW? Oh, wait a minute, that was Private Party. The fuck? (laughs) But anyways, the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era. Was it a surprise to me that the Undisputed Era would hold on to the tag team titles? No, no, it wasn't. The Street Profits did a tremendous job. It was a great tag team match. Outstanding. But at the end, there's a reason why they are undisputed. And that's why they are the, the NXT Tag Team Champions. So at the end, here comes Adam Cole. Everything looks good. Everything's fine. 
And then another surprise comes up. We saw the surprise of Finn Balor on NXT. And then all of a sudden we see the surprise of Tommaso Ciampa. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, he's here. Shit. And now... This is the part, now this dude, I've, I've seen him for a long, long time, Tommaso Ciampa. His days in Ring of Honor, and then he had a few days in Impact Wrestling. This dude is fucking badass. I love him and, him and Johnny Gargano and DIY. DIY. Or D, D, I keep wanting to say DRY. DRI. I don't know why. But anyways, Tommaso Ciampa face-to-face with Adam Cole, and he's looking to get his hands on the NXT Championship. You know... You know that he lost the championship due to injury and everything else like that. And he's looking to come back after that championship. And also, also speaking of Johnny Gargano, he had an outstanding matchup against um, Shane. Um, what's that guy? His name is Shane, Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. There we go. Great matchup. Outstanding. There's a reason why Johnny is called Johnny Wrestling. That was a great matchup as well. So... Both shows were decent. I, th- I think I may have left out... What did I leave out? Oh, the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Candice LeRae against uh, Shayna Baszler. That was not a surprise. That's, that's not a surprise to me at all. Shayna Baszler is the overall best women's wrestler going today. And there's, there's hardly going to be anyone to take her down as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I'm hoping... I'm hoping, and this was the thought. This was the thought that came in my head. If you're going to get Finn Balor to come back, if you're going to get Tommaso Ciampa to come back, you know what? You know what they should do. And I want you to imagine this, if you will. Shayna Baszler has beaten some of the best women's wrestler wrestlers in in all of NXT. Why not go after someone from the past? Why not go after someone like, ooh, I don't know, Asuka? Hmm? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Say if Asuka were to leave the Kabuki Warriors and go back to NXT. And say she goes one-on-one against Shay- Shayna Baszler for the NXT Championship. That championship can easily go back around her waist. Ooh, that would be so fucking badass. Because then the title reign will finally end at the hands of Asuka. Or at the hands of some other NXT women's title. Title holder. (laughs) But nonetheless, NXT was good. AEW was good. The ratings show a completely different demographic. So they all say that AEW was better than NXT. They all say NXT is better than AEW. I look at it as AEW is going to be better because of the debut. And it was. It was simple as that. You can put all the wrestling talent you want to. You can put the best commentators in the history of the industry. You can put out the best television production and everything else like that. But if you do not debut... Because keep in mind, if NXT were to have debuted on the same time as as AEW, then that would have been a completely different story. Completely different story. Because if you look at the ratings closely from two weeks ago, they were a little bit higher. Almost just as high as AEW's. That was fucking awesome. But nonetheless, AEW wins the war, but it has only just begun. All I can say is, 
The Wrestling Wars are back, and we have them on Wednesday nights. And that is going to be badass. Seeing something that's going to happen in NXT, seeing something that's going to happen in AEW, I am going to enjoy this every single time when I get a chance to watch this. Now, we got to move on because we're running out of time. We're almost running out of time. We got to talk about SmackDown. We got to talk about Friday Night SmackDown, the return of Friday Night SmackDown. And while people can say it's the debut of WWE and Fox, it's not really the debut when you think about it. Because when you think about it, the WWE and Fox have had have had a relationship before. And if anybody remembers 1992, if anybody remembers Saturday Night's main event, Fox was the one that brought back Saturday Night's main event back in 1992. So there was an association with Fox and the WWE from a long time ago. Now, they're back on, but this time with SmackDown Live. And it was great. It was great. I digged it overall. I think, and the sad part about it, you know what the sad part about it is? Even though AEW won the Wednesday Night War, you know who won the premiere week? WWE. Look at SmackDown Live. Their ratings and their their viewingship went up to about, I think it was 3.8 million viewers. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I even saw this coming too because they added, they had The Rock on there, they had The Man on there, Bray Wyatt was there, uh, they had an outstanding matchup with Brock Lesnar and uh, Kofi Kingston, by the way. Um, and I got to get this out. Okay, we, we could talk about The Rock appearing there. We could talk about some of the other people that did not appear there. But we're going to save that for the next episode of the Main Event Talk because we need to talk about that just a little bit more. But let me get into this whole thing with Kofi Kingston versus The Rock. I had this strange feeling. Everybody remembers the attack that happened to Rey Mysterio, right? What Brock Lesnar did to Rey Mysterio and everything else like that. Now, first of all, you can talk all you want to about how, how uh, Dominic took all these bumps. No, he didn't take any bumps. He got his ass kicked. There's a big difference. There's, because I, I don't understand why people go ahead, well, Dominic can take bumps. No, those are not fucking bumps, you idiot. Dominic got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. Okay? Well, is there bumps? You know what? If you if you call it bumps, then you call it wrestling fake, you moron. Figure it out. Brock Lesnar nonetheless beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio and out of Dominic. That's the bottom line. And in my head, in my head, I knew Rey Mysterio was going to somehow appear in the championship matchup. But in my head, I was like thinking, wait a minute. If he comes on his own, I mean, he's going to come back hurt, obviously, but... But he can't come alone. He can't. And and then I was like thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cain Velasquez. And and that was the first person. And I thought about this on that same night on Monday Night Raw. I was thinking, wait a minute. Cain Velasquez could actually show up on SmackDown Live. And he could actually interfere in the match. And could set up Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Holy fucking shit. And I didn't think, and this is a thought, right? So here we are on Friday Night SmackDown. Here we are at the end of the matchup. We see Kofi, we see Brock Lesnar, and then, my God, it was fucking over in nine seconds. I was surprised. A lot of people were surprised. There was 10 minutes left 
on the show, right? Ten minutes left on the show, and all of a sudden, it ended in nine seconds. Kofi Kingston loses the WWE Championship to Brock Lesnar in nine seconds, and immediately, everyone starts bitching about it. I'm like, oh, God, what are you guys bitching about? Oh, the WWE is racist. The WWE is... Dude, get the fuck out of here with that racist bullshit. Look, listen. I looked at it as a business perspective. I look at it as Brock needed to win. Kofi mania is already starting to die down. I've been talking about this for the past couple of months, haven't I? The fact that, yes, Kofi Kingston is a great champion. He's good at what he does, but he needs to fucking change. He cannot be the same guy every fucking time. Now, he was a heel when he was in a new day, but he wasn't really a heel when you think about it. When you think about it very, very closely. Kofi needs to change who he is. Now, I am, I can say that, you know, Kofi was a great champion. He was good. He was awesome. But he had to change. He needed to change. Now, to me personally, to me personally, I want Kofi to, Kofi to change. I want Kofi to be different. I don't want Kofi to be the same guy. I want Kofi to be a different guy. If you need to keep your WWE championship, you need to change. You need to change. And, and the power of positivity is not going to help you in any way possible. So all I can say to Kofi is thank you for your contributions to being champion. And who knows, maybe one day he may be back on the spotlight. But for all of the people that are going to go ahead and start saying shit like, oh, well, he lost the WWE title because WWE's racist. No, it was right for business. It was right for business. That's what happened. Now, after the matchup was over, Rey Mysterio comes out, and that was not a big surprise to me. And then when the camera came very close, there was another person right next to him. I thought it was Dominic. A lot of people thought it was Dominic. But then, oh, fuck! It was Cain Velasquez. I got out of my fucking chair, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me! It's fucking happening. I predicted it. I saw it. I saw it right into the future. Right there. Boom! There it was. Cain Velasquez right side by side with Rey Mysterio. And Brock Lesnar had that look on his face like he was going to shit in the fucking ring. Because he is looking at the second Latino that beat Brock Lesnar. You remember the first Latino, remember? You remember a long time ago, I think it was around 2004, around February, when Brock Lesnar lost to one of the greatest Latino wrestlers of all time, and Eddie Guerrero, orale! And then, when he was in the UFC, who did he lose his championship to? He lost it to another Mexican in the form of Cain Velasquez. Now, everyone knows the story about Cain Velasquez appearing in several wrestling promotions. He's good. He's good. He's not the best yet, but he's good. Now, Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar in the WWE ring is the fucking shit. You know what it's called? Money. Now, I know some people are probably thinking, well, Cain Velasquez is not Brock Lesnar. Cain Velasquez is not a good wrestler. Who the fuck cares, dude? We're, ta we're talking about Cain Velasquez. He's competed in the UFC. He's knocked a few people out. So while people can talk about Suplex City, bitch, he will knock you out, bitch. Simple as that. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw a match between these two and it ends up in a knockout at the hands of Cain Velasquez. And Brock Lesnar gets laid out like a little fucking bitch. People are not seeing what I'm seeing, and that's fine. I don't expect you to, but I expect you to understand how this is going. And also keep in mind of one thing. One thing, and this is to all of my Latinos, to all of my Mexican people all across this podcast. 
the WWE has been trying to get their Latino audience back. They've been trying. Rey Mysterio could work, but he needs more. And how much more do you need than Cain Velasquez? And if you think about it, this is the right move. And every single Latino, and once again, this is not a racist issue. The WWE needs to get its Latino nation back. And they're going to do it right with Cain Velasquez. They're going to do it right with Rey Mysterio. And Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez is the... Is the Stir the drink or the whatever the fuck that shit is to stir the drink, the straw that stirs the drink. There we go. That's what I said. Now, I dig the ending. It was badass. And yes, people can bitch and complain that Kofi lost. But I'm glad he lost because it needed to happen. Kofi Mania was not getting anywhere. And to me, if Kofi Mania comes back, it's got to come back right. It's got to come back right as far as I'm concerned. Now, <coughs> we will talk a little bit more about this whole thing with SmackDown and everything in the next episode of the podcast. And plus, I'll probably give you a whole lot more about what I think will happen in the next episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Now, guys, let's get into Hell in the Cell. We only got a few minutes left. And despite the fact that the WWE has been working on Hell in the... Uh, despite... Despite that they've been working on AEW and NXT and SmackDown and Raw, we forget to mention Hell in the Cell. There's only a couple of matches so far that I know that will appear on the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. The first one is obviously for the Universal Championship. Bray Wyatt to go one-on-one against the champion Seth Rollins. We also know that the man, Becky Lynch, is going to go one-on-one against Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. We're also looking at Bailey to go one-on-one against Charlotte Flair. That will be for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Also, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns to team up to take on Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Now, so far, those are the only matches that I know are going to take place. Now, I don't have an actual prediction about what I think, but I do know this. I do know that in the matchup with Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, everyone's having their predictions. Everyone's having their thoughts about it. My thought of it is, The Fiend better not be champion. The Fiend better not be champion. He better not lose either. Because everyone is, everyone is speculating that The Fiend's going to become the WWE champion. If he becomes champion, you're going to kill him. And I don't mean like in a physical way, you're just going to kill his character in a very huge way. If he becomes, if he doesn't become champion... Unfortunately, he may get killed on that one too. You know, that's kind of a half and half type situation. So I was looking through a bunch of stuff on YouTube. And they had mentioned that this match could end in a no contest. And I, and, and I was thinking about it and I was like thinking no contest. Because there could, be, there could be an interference from Braun Strowman. And then there are some people that are saying that... and. This is kind of something that I didn't think about, but it would be, it would be cool if this happens. Bronze, not Braun Strowman, but the appearance of The Undertaker. Could he appear at Hell in a Cell and go face-to-face with The Fiend? I, I'm like, ooh, this would be good. Because it would end in a no contest. The Fiend wouldn't have to win, or The Fiend wouldn't have to lose either. They can still keep his character the way it is 
And then it would look fucking awesome. And Seth Rollins would still be the champion. Now, I know some people probably will say, well, damn, well, we want him to lose the title already. <coughs> we want him to lose the title. But it's got to be somebody else, and it's got to be somebody that can actually take the title off from him. Now, I, I don't know who exactly, but we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, guys, Hell in the Cell is coming tonight, and the main event's going to be doing his review, doing his talks. I may, and I haven't thought about this yet, I may do an actual main event talk podcast review of the event as soon as it's over. In other words, I may do a second podcast. I haven't decided yet. But if I do decide to do one, I will let you guys know on my Main Event Talk Facebook page. All you got to do is go to my Main Event Talk <clears throat> Facebook page at facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk. And I will give you an update to see if I'm going to do a second podcast. This is just the first, po- first podcast right now. Just reviewing the Wednesday Night Wars. The Smackdown, uh, Friday Night Smackdown and everything else like that. So guys... We're just a few minutes away from coming to the end of this podcast, and I thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am looking forward to tonight's Hell in the Cell. We're going to see how all this comes down. And of course, the Wednesday Night Wars, guys, the new wars are here, AEW versus NXT. Who is going to win in the next war? I mean, this week was uh, AEW's moment to shine. It was AEW's moment to shine. But next week, could AEW do it again? Well, we'll see. Could NXT overcome AEW? We'll just have to see. But overall, this week, WWE was pretty much the clear winner because of SmackDown Live, because of Friday Night SmackDown, because of the man, Becky Lynch, because of the People's Champion, The Rock, because of Kofi Kingston, because of Brock Lesnar, because of Cain Velasquez, and every single thing that happened on Friday Night SmackDown. I'm so glad it's on Fox. Fox and the WWE, Fox and SmackDown looks fucking awesome. Dig it. Can't wait for that. Now, before the main event goes ahead and leaves you, if you want to follow the main event player, go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event player. Also, go to Richards Billiards Facebook page at, at facebook.com slash Richards Billiards and like their page. And if you guys want to check out some great boxing action, if you want to check out a badass football game, and especially one that's going to feature the Cowboys getting the, beating the living shit out of the Green Bay Packers, go! to Richard's Billiards today and have yourself a cold one. Maybe on me. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. So nonetheless, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. And like I said earlier, I could do a second one after Hell in a Cell. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll post that on my Main Event Talk Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter as well. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. And I don't have a YouTube account. Well, I did have one, but... um trying to do the, do everything as best I can to get it back on. But anyways, thank you for listening. If you listen to this on Spotify, badass. Listen to this on the um, Apple, Apple Pod or Apple Cast or whatever. Thank you for listening to that. Guys, this is the main event player, the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth saying thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I will see you next time. And hope, like I said, there could be a second episode later on, but we'll see. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. The Wednesday Night Wars are back. Friday Night Smackdown is the fucking shit. And 
One more thing before I go. And it goes a little something like this. The Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, today and Green Bay, you are going to get your ass kicked at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys and we are all going to say those same words we've known for years. How about them Cowboys? Woo!